0: welcome to Scareberia. Welcome to our second podcast episode. We haven't had have really found a tagline yet so we're gonna come up with it but for now just welcome to Scareberia. <laughs> so if you caught our last episode we looked at Thompson Memorial Park and Old Bailey Bridge and Old Finch Road both in Scarborough. So today we are going to be looking at two other locations. Our notorious locations. One is, well, one is the The Guild, Guild Guildwood Inn, and Tabor Hill, which is originally known as, so politically incorrect, which is known as Indian Mound Hill, which I do not go for. I personally use First Nations and not, uh, I think some, the PC correctness needs to be correct. So anyhow, they it used to be known as formally. Please don't write any hate letters or hate mail. It was formerly known as Indian Hill, but now it's known as the Tabor Hill.
1: Yeah,
0: it's evolved with the times. Thankfully. It's evolved with the times, exact. So please, again, do not send any hate mail because I believe the terms have changed and so it evolved And So I like to think a lot of us have evolved as well too.
1: So if you want to send hate mail, send it to the city of Toronto. <laughs> to
0: <add>. Exactly. <laughs> Not to us. So, with that being said, I'm going to let Beth take over because oh she has explored one of my favorite places as a kid. I'm so excited
1: about this. So, the Guildwood Inn is famous in the GTA in Toronto for many, many reasons. It's consistently in the top, named as one of the top five haunted places in Toronto. Top five in Ontario. It is constantly up there.
0: Can I just say sorry yeah. really fast? Sorry. It like it was one of those places as a child growing up that it was kind of dilapidated back, you know, the eighties and nineties. And I always said as a child that I've always wanted to get married there. And the building was never repaired until recently. But it is the coolest building. And yes, it does have this oh my gosh this been... air to it. Yeah. It does have this kind of vibe to it, this creepiness to it. It's Always. That's one place, you know, since I've been doing this paranormal stuff for a while, that's one place I really want to explore.
1: And it's funny you should mention that because it
0: was kind of
1: abandoned in 2001. And in 2011, the Toronto or Ontario Heritage Society was actually thinking of demolishing it from neglect. Mm-hmm. Luckily, people came in and saved it in 2017. It reopened. But a lot of, like, the main hype about the haunting happened during two thousand and one to 2017, but the ghost story started even before that back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So
0: this is... I'm so excited about this. And I just now, want to say thank you to the gentleman the developer that bought up the property to, you know, mm-hmm. bring it back to its former glory because it is a gorgeous location. Shout out to
1: the City of Toronto and Dynamic Hospitality and Entertainment Group. Woo! It was funny. I went to Centennial College for event management for a little while, and they were actually looking at purchasing it, but I don't know what happened. The deal fell through, so...
0: Probably a lot of red tape. Yeah. But
1: yes. But anyhow, so... with um, will keep going. So... Like, slide um, about those. Guildland Inn and the property around the Guildland Inn is famous for, one, being super haunted. Two, the obscene amount of television and film that have been shot on location there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's a scary institution. Everyone you talk to has had some family gathering or uh, something. Wedding photos? Gather. Yeah. A majority of my girlfriends had their wedding pictures there. It's a huge... My grandparents, back in the 80s, did this big... Anniversary party there, but I digress. So I'm just going to give you a bit of the history because it really clicks into the hauntings when you learn the history of it. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes sense. So it wasn't really known as the Guild until 1932, but initially the property was developed in 1914. So it goes all the way back. It was called the Ranelagh, R-A-N-E-L-A-G-H, Park Estate. And it was a -A 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 house for the Brickford family and their five siblings, they owned it until 1921. They eventually moved to New York for business opportunities. In 1921, it was bought and used as a training ground for like a seminary for people who were going to go to China on missions. But then they outgrew it and they sold it in 1932 to Rosa Houston, or H-E-W-E-S-T-O-N, T O N, who is this wealthy young businesswoman and widow. And she And bought the property and then eventually married Mr. Clark, Herbert Clark. So their whole thing, which makes the Guild special, is they had this huge love of the arts and the creative. And so they bought it and they kind of turned it into this co-op for artists and craftsmen. And they started the Guild of All Arts, which is how it got the name of the Guild. So it had all this crazy energy and that kept going. That just grew and grew, kept going until 1943 when it was used because World War II started. So everything got the materials they needed for the crafts they couldn't get anymore because it was going to the War Arthur. And they used it for training for W-R-E-N-S, so the Secret Radio and Radar Program for women, women operators. And although the program was in secret, a lot of what they were working on was secret. So all the blocks had to be changed. People had to come in and out. it was rumored that they actually had tunnels put in leading from Guildwood Inn to the Scarborough Bluffs. Now, it's not documented on any of the files hearsay some people who said their grandparents worked in the guild in the 60s said they had visited the tunnels some people say no mm-hmm. but that we will get back to so that continued on in 1947 it reopened as like a hotel and all these famous people stay there movie stars prime minister george like, harrison stay there yeah like tons if you guys google the amount of people who stayed there your mind will be like mm-hmm. blown hmm and then that takes us all the way to the 1960s. Sadly, in 1960s, Toronto, downtown, decided they wanted to modernize everything. So they tore down all these old buildings. But the Clarks thought this was like a horrible loss of artistry. So they used to take pieces and bring them to the guild. So you'll see like the Roman amphitheater, the statues. Mm-hmm. So I want to look into that a different day. I'm going to focus more on the actual inn. But that continued. And there's a lot of stuff kind of attached with those different, different statues. Basically, in the 1970s, the Clarks were getting older, but they thought this was such an amazing site. So they convinced the city of Toronto to make it a heritage site and a public trust. And that kept going on and on, although in the 90s, it started to, the interest wasn't there. It started to break down. And then you have the story of the 2001. So what I found really interesting about Gill is that there's a lot of different type of huntings. The main ones seem to be things moving, doors slamming. Mm-hmm. Glasses breaking, art moving, locks that have been locked, unlocking themselves going across the room, changes in temperatures, and more recently, the story of a blue-eyed gentleman in uniform being seen. So I have actually talked to a couple people who have been at the Guild, and they have said that nothing huge, but stuff that they thought was odd. Like, for example, hearing doors close when no one's there, or being in a bathroom thinking someone walked in and saying something, and then no one being there that's creepy yeah uh, trays of glasses just falling out of nowhere and no one's touching it and it was funny when I um I used to work events in the guild park and I was talking to this one young groundskeeper and we were just hitting it off chatting again the property pre-
0: groundskeeper Willie yeah <laughs>
1: sorry <Love>. um <laughs> <laughs> no it was just some young guy and I was saying oh I was asking where the bathrooms were because basically they had to have a porter potty he's like yeah don't go wandering into the old building. I've heard it's haunted. I've never had anything happen, but I've heard it's creepy. So it goes mm-hmm. a lot of creepy, different things. The one that fascinates me, though, is the whole... Oh, my gosh, I totally forgot to mention it was also used as a hospital for war crimes after World War II had PTSD.
0: A therapeutic one, yeah, right? Therapeutics yeah, therapeutics
1: was so calming, <clears throat> so...
0: Now, isn't there an old... Well, there is. It's cool. I am not sure you talk mm-hmm. about that. Cool, old log cabin. That's connected to it. There
1: is a cabin. And that's
0: where a lot of the old stories kind of came from. It was referred to as the
1: Clark cabin, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it was in a bit of the distance. But that's where a lot of the stuff from the 60s, people said they found their most kind of creepy experiences, things moving, doors shutting. Apparently there was like, (laughs) I hate to say it because it sounds so Scooby-Doo, but like (laughs) trap door, like they, like, what do you call them? When they're doors, but they're not meant to look like doors, like hidden passageways and Things like that, like it, it sounds like a Scooby Doo movie. I know, but unfortunately, the Clark Log Cabin—I don't know if it's still there. I it is. Is it still there? It's still there. They, they have at, lots of workshops.
0: I'm not sure because, like, that was like three years ago. I like We should yeah. go check it out. Should go go check it. It, should, it should still be there. Like, it's, I know
1: they have lots of little cabins and workshops
0: scattered around. Because it is, a, it is a historical site. Yeah, I'm gonna. So go and it's further away from the actual building. It's by the trail more, yeah. close to the water.
1: Oh, I had that in my notes, and now I can't find it. Here we go. No, I can't find it. I will Google that, and, and we will update this later. Google. But, yeah, so if you have any stories in the guild, please let us know. I think one thing that I found really interesting, too, was during its abandoned time... It was... That's, that's when I wanted to go so bad. Apparently, from our research, it wouldn't have been that hard for you.
0: Yeah, no. You know, it was so time. It was, was, yeah. like, was really bad then. It oh, was super bad. So, and that's the only reason... I'm not enforcing and I'm not saying that I did some like being e but back in the day it was easier to you know enter these places yeah. and it was you know it was like the, <laughs> the security was like tight. it was not that tight that no exactly and because it's so open and there was no security it was and nothing a, like plywood over the window yeah it was in gates but it's interesting because they did keep a lot of the facade of the original building, and they, they did, yeah. added more to the uh, new part, which actually looks really cool. So it's a very modernized building now. Yes, I still have haven't been to. to the new part. I still haven't been to the new grounds. I know I probably want to just dive right in there and just, like, like let me just stay and
1: investigate. Well, the other thing that I want to take consider consideration too more with these stories is that even when it was abandoned, some of the rooms still had electricity. Some didn't. There's, there's some stories of people go yeah. in there. You yeah, turn on lights. it's like an yeah. issue, and it's just. I think that's really what spurred a lot of the, the creepiness. But that being said, I think we can debunk a lot of, yeah, a lot of the stuff. But yeah. that being said, there's still a lot that you can't. mm mm-hmm. So, you know, the lights flickering. I'm gonna put that with the electricity being on and off, hot and cold. Running well, through. that one I'm gonna.
0: And grant you, these grounds are still being kept up like because a lot of people rented out the spaces like they would have the Shakespeare in the park and everything so the electricity would still be on for the groundskeepers who worked there yeah so they need electricity to cut the hedges and cut the lawns and everything around there right we should check into that because I know a lot of them they use generators because when I did events there we had to bring generators but wouldn't it be me I wonder if there was a main source there's, or gotta, it, be. Right? there's gotta be there's a has got be. because I know there's a greenhouse attached not too far from there and that's where the they kept a lot of their stuff there because I talked to a couple of the groundskeepers there. Oh, okay, that would make sense then. So I don't know. But Again, so if anybody has been there and have had, has had any stories from the past, please email us at scarberia at gmail.com.
1: The other one that I'm super fascinated in, and this is my mission now, because I didn't hear about this until
0: I started doing this research, is the tunnels. The tunnels. See, the funny thing is I've heard of the tunnels before, and it was very common for a lot of hospitals in places like that, Especially during the whole hype of war, that yeah. people had these under tunnels either A, for safety and security reasons why, so people can maneuver in and out, but also to a lot of hospitals. And I know a lot of institutions mm-hmm. have tunnels. Whippy Psych, yeah, Maroney Institution.
1: That makes sense for right around it. But because, the one that fascinates me is that they're talking about of it like going
0: all, all the way to below. Left. Left. Like, so like people who
1: don't live in Scarborough, that's a huge distance. That's like what fifteen minutes by car on a good traffic day.
0: Yeah, but it makes sense if they were using this for oh. for spies. If, using say, it for, yes. if they were training, if this it was is this a training thing. route, That would make sense.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm thinking this is fascinating to me because it wouldn't just be for lolly golly stuff. It would be the rumors that they did experiments in the tunnels. Which would add a whole yeah. new level of residual energy, right? I don't
0: know, what kind if they're of experiments, doing experiments, were we doing to people
1: there? I'm hoping it wasn't to people. I'm hoping it's more just electric. I'm thinking like James Bond, like right?
0: Was, you know, that's, that's the other thing I was saying because we had Camp X,
1: right? And Camp X was close by the water, but the other one up in Port Perry, how are you going to get people there?
0: It's true because it's right in the land, right? The
1: land
0: so, interesting. Yeah. We had
1: all, but I think the experience personally, I could be wrong. I have no basis to base this on. It, was electrical because we had a lot of the ammunition plants we were working with radar we were working with radio frequencies so i'm just i don't know yeah. but it did have i'm getting off topic up with that one but i just i think that combined with the fact that it used to be a hospital for world war ii veterans with ptsd really lends itself to having a lot of interesting residual yeah energy and there's a lot of limestone a lot of underground water i don't know
0: and that see that's interesting because there we go again about the whole limestone now i'm not really sure a lot of people know about limestone and its property it has with the paranormal but apparently it's it's a conductor yeah. um supposedly yeah it, like it holds again like i was saying before in past episode, like a residual haunting it really does hold a lot of energy and i might assure like where it comes from, but a lot of people and a lot of places that are built by a near or is built with limestone have this tendency to be super haunted. I
1: just, I'm really interested to see now that it's reopened as an event venue, mm-hmm. what that does for the urban legends. Because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. just like almost everyone you've talked to who grew up in the GTA area, you'll either have had an experience at, at or I should say Scarborough, at Guild. Or know somebody who's had a first-hand experience. Hmm. So it's just if you've had experiences, please write it and let us know. Because I've heard so many people, and like I said, it's not huge things. It's things moving, thinking somebody's there, temperature drops, just weird, weird stuff like that. I did find one video where they thought they caught a ghost on video <laughs> on YouTube. I know. We'll post that on our Facebook. You can decide. Okay. It's a bunch of teenagers. Thanks. They, but they were, I have to give them credit. They were thorough. They rolled it back. They said, this is what we see, but we'll post it on our Facebook page. That is hilarious. Yeah. And it's just—it's interesting, too, because it's kind of this... You had the creative open mind types there. You had the World War II veterans, and you had statues from all over.
0: So. Is this the... It holy scare shit? It might have been. Okay. Is it from
1: duck something or other?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. where So we're gonna watch. I'm gonna like this this little clip here. This is. Oh no, it's like five minutes long. 2001. This one is like is a minute. So this is in its prime
1: dilapidation. This is when we used to go there. So while Grace is doing that, I just wanted to say too. The other thing about the guild that's a little creepy is this this huge botanical, botanical, (laughs) botanical, botanical gardens and things like that. And it has lots of kind of like little secluded cubbies. It's a pass. There's little cabins you can kind of deek into. Maybe I just spent too much time roaming the gardens. But, I mean, that kind of lends itself to slightly yeah, creepy vibes.
0: Wow. Well, that is awesome. Thank you, Beth. That's... Yeah.
1: Sorry, I go on my rant. No, no. This is
0: awesome because just... It is one of my favorite places. And growing up in Scarborough, it's been always fascinating. Yeah. Place. I
1: wish I had an experience there, but I don't. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I just,
0: everything I say is like hearsay, but... I've had experiences for taking photography, you know, pictures for weddings, but other like I mean, like experiences like that, like just like just just people, just be weird people. Because it's just random, randos. who just like that to weird. go there. I I did have one freaky experience, but
1: that was more because my husband's into theater rather than.
0: Did I tell you about that? Oh,
1: okay. On, I'm to embarrass my husband. On our fourth date, we went. To, we had some time to go over to go see a show. So my husband was like, "Oh, let's just go to Gilbert Park. We'll bum around." I was like, "Yeah, perfect. Let's go." So he goes, he's like, oh, hold on. Let me just get my coat out of the trunk. He pops open his trunk. And in it, there's, like, a big roll of duct tape, some garbage bags, um, some rope. And I look at him, and he looks at me. And I just start slowly back. And he's like, no, no, I'm working on a theater production. This is all for, like, the stage stuff. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. But And then they were married. And then we got married after that. So be careful when you date people who are involved in musical theater
0: and take you. Yeah. Yeah. That's my one. For you. Well, yeah. Moving on to, to I'm not too sure I'm gonna lead up to that one. <laughs> yeah. So Taber Hill, I think it's pronounced Taber Hill. There's,
1: I'm not even gonna try.
0: I know. So again, if I do it correctly, please, people, don't write me hate mail. Just be gentle, please. Okay. So Taber Hill, um, as I stated earlier, it was known as Indian Hill Mound or Indian Mound Hill. There's different names, and just again, I'm not. State and claim that I came up with that name that was the name it was first given many years ago dear Grace and Beth yeah, thank no. you for being so culturally insensitive you should know better <laughs> than educators. I am not culturally sensitive I'm just giving a heads up so now it's known as Tabor Hill or Tabor Hill so I actually got this information from the Torontoist and it's actually a very cool article so Tabor Hill is a Wendat burial mound in Toronto So the Wendat people are one of the many First Nation bands that we have in Canada and in Ontario. So the Wendat Burial Mound in Toronto is located northeast of the intersection, um, Lawrence Avenue and Bellamy Road, again, in Scarborough. In 1956, uh, while construction construction workers were leveling and clearing some land for a new subdivision, the large shovel, or one of those large diggers, uncovered a century-old burial pit. One of the earliest... um, I want to say, is it ossuary? Ossuary? I again, I've just butchered this, people. It's basically, um, the Suri- Ossuary. wow, that's a mouthful, is a container or room in which bones of dead are placed, dead people are placed in. So this was a site in Ontario. So apparently this site contained bones from burials. It's believed that there were at least 50 bodies found mm-hmm. in this mound. So Gus Harris, who's a former Scarborough mayor, dismissed it at first of the claims because he said there are no correspondent artifacts that were discovered for bodies. So no, I guess, I guess they're like, I don't know, whatever artifacts, whatever it may be. Again, yeah. who knows? Again, this is back in the 50s, right? So people, you know, as I was reading this article and I was doing research, I was actually very kind of proud to see how well evolved scarborough was especially being a large predominantly white anglicized area where it's predominantly white people i was very honestly i was very you know pleasantly surprised at how culturally sensitive they were so there were a few theories that about these bones when they discovered them one was a 19th century cholera epidemic so they believed that this was a grounds that they used to dump the bodies through the 19th century or they used to dump the bodies from a cholera I epidemic. Two, Harris's theory, according to the Toronto Star, is the site is now known as we Hill might have been a disposal spot for medical schools. Some medical school ways, like bodies and. Hmm. So, That's, well, maybe it seems like a long way for them to go. For who knows? Bodies. But again, Scarborough was not developed, so probably easier to dispose of bodies this way. And they thought there's no land claim, right? Yeah, so, but. So, anyhow, so one That's of the workmen... I know, I thought that was interesting. I just yeah. kind of, like, but the medical waste. I'm just thinking... I seriously thought of the exorcist. I, you know what this is? Not the exorcist, but... Um, poltergeist. Yeah. Poltergeist. Poltergeist, thank yeah, you. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. poltergeist, That's exactly what I'm picture I'm picturing yeah. Poltergeist when the mother falls into the pool and the body starts oh God, rising yes. up yeah. with the water, which, by the way, a little FYI side note, those were actual S- skeletons. skeletons. So those were human skeletons. They couldn't find... There was nobody... Back in the day, that could have replicated skeletons for a pro- for cheap price. It was actually cheaper to buy human skeletons from a medical facility than it was mm-hmm. to make replicas. So, yeah. Interesting fact. So, that's exactly what I thought of Poltergeist when I was reading this. I'm like, I'm like oh.
1: Oh exactly. my! These poor people. So apparently, no,
0: did they really move the bodies? Did they exactly you're exactly such a housing boom <laughs> in nineteen fifty Scarborough? Exactly. right? Exactly. So listen to this. Apparently, the workman, one of the workmen who vaulted in subdivision development, mm-hmm. he said they should have charged admissions because apparently, like the you know, local residents were crowding around to see the you know, this new yeah. discovery because again, nineteen fifty six, not a lot going on in Scarborough. <laughs> there are no what's going to say there's no Netflix and back in the day there's not even blockbusters where it just yeah. everything was you know pretty spurred out right yeah. like spurs so look children apparently began digging around the surrounding areas and finding additional bones only a few inches below the surface See,
1: that's weird to me that's only a few inches below the surface
0: yeah so it's like a surface like it's shallow graves are almost kind of being yeah, discovered. Which true. I thought was weird, right? Archaeologists and experts visited the site, identified with the First Nations burial pit, likely to be several centuries old. So graduate students and a history teacher from R. H. King Collegiate Institute, which is also in Scarborough. And apparently it's also that building is haunted itself. They told the Globe and Mail back in the day that he thought it was the Iroquois site for the seventeenth or eighteenth century. And it was suggested it was likely linked to a specific ceremony where bodies were allowed to decompose for seven years on a platform, scraped clean and then buried during the feast of the dead ritual. Oh. Not to the feast but the, the feast on the dead. It's yeah. called Feast of the Dead <laughs> Ritual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People, grammar's important, look how you <laughs> you're spelling and punctuation. So it's That's feast of the dead ritual. Yeah. I've heard of that ritual before, but I never associated it with a trauma. Neither did I. Again, we think of Scarborough, we think, you know, but again, a lot of... Also, I'm going to read you exactly what the Feast of the Dead is and what it it, is persistent. So the name of the ritual is from the Huron Feast of the Dead. The ritual is a... It's a custom that the ceremony expressed for the greater affection for the Huron held by the dead relatives in exercise of powerful reinforcement of the alliances among the tribes and the villages, and this ritual is performed by the Huron and the Wendat people. So again, the Wendat yeah. land. So That's kind interesting. Mhm. Mhm. It's actually quite interesting. But they read about the you know the ritual, in the feast of the dead. So the ritual is performed by the Huron and Wendat people every ten to fifteen years. The bodies of all those who have not died of violent death were removed. So I guess people died of natural causes. Yeah were removed from the temporary tombs and buried in a ceremony, a sureri, a I just totally butchered it. Oh I'm just going to say the barrow ground. A deep pit lined with beaver robes, which is interesting. Last reported feast of the dead occurred in early 1695. Wow. Okay. So that just shows That's how far. Lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the archaeologists and assistants curated of the ethical, the ethnological Walter A. Kenyon from the Royal Ontario Museum was called to do an examination of the burial at Tober Hill and discovered a second pit, burial pit. They had to move fast in order to declare it a historical site, which is interesting. Again, in 1956, yeah. they're actually pushing for this. So it wasn't they disposed of this body. like, oh, these are, you know, people of First Nations. We don't really care. Yeah. No, they actually deemed this like this is very historical. This is very important for us. This is part of our history. Again, for me, I thought it was very fascinating in 1956 for being very progressive. So in October 19th, a small group conducted as a preliminary ceremony at the Hill. And the star star stated that a secret tobacco was burned and smoked according to the Iroquois customs and carries message to the great spirit. Hmm. So yeah, so they did this whole ceremony and they actually have these pictures. If you actually go to the, the Torontoist, I will put it on Facebook. You can actually see, you see these pictures of, they have different people from the different, you know, like I guess from the Six Nations yeah. where you have the Wendat people, you have the Iroquois people came. They had chiefs that came and actually helped perform this relocation. It's, you know, because yeah. they base well, as we know, they didn't build on that because it's it's, it's, still, there. it's still there. So, because it's deemed as a historical site.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not the largest piece of land. That's no. why I
0: guess I always thought it was more just like a a name. Like a yeah like a nod, like a symbolic a, Exactly. No, like, but it actually has wow. a lot of history. Like a that's lot crazy. of history in it. So yeah, it's actually quite interesting. So if you guys ever go there, you can just check it out. it literally is, is on a hill. And there's a big memorial plaque there and he can mm-hmm. actually talk about the history of it. So now going on to the haunting and paranormal aspects of this So I actually have a friend who lives not too far from there. She lives off of Bellamy. Oh, yeah, she lives yes. off of Bellamy. And her backyard actually she lives right beside the creek. Okay. I know Again, exactly where you're talking limestone about. and water, any places that have large electrical fields mm-hmm. are great conduits for the paranormal. So that being said, a few of the things that people have witnessed or have seen themselves is apparitions of a First Nations person's on the grounds or in people's houses who live, who live nearby. So not so much on the Tabor, the Tabor Hill, mm-hmm. but people who live near and around have experience, have seen a First Nations people. Wow. They'll hear sounds. It sounds like ceremonies, music. Yeah. So there's a smell of fish. like, like a, That's interesting. The smell of fish. Like yeah. and there's no, there's no fish markets no around fish. there. There's no fish markets. <laughs> Again... The creek wouldn't have any large no. fishes, you know. Not like a large river where you have like salmon or whatever. So if I thought it was interested, like again, ceremonial music can be heard. People who live nearby and has their house lights go on and off, they have electrical issues. That's I,
1: I I lived for a little while in that area and I had a lot of electrical issues in my house. And yeah. my best friend lives around there. Same thing. That's what I've heard more than anything else. The electrical, electrical system issues, is yeah.
0: And again, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Nope. My girlfriend had her electrical work checked. Her husband's checked it. Just issues. Like, you know, she says... It's not random. Yeah, it's just random. Like a a change of energy, like somebody's nearby. Feeling that you're being watched is very common as well. Like the sense you're not alone is very common.
1: Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has a weird vibe. If you visit it, it's a very peaceful, respectful, but there is a bit of a...
0: Yeah, well, if if you do think about it again... Is it haunted or is it residual? Like This, to me, yeah. I can say is more of, you know, this is more realistic to me right. that this place could be haunted. Because yeah. if you think about the history, the disturbance of the bones, the ceremony, what the symbolism of the Feast of the Dead represents and what it stands for.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really... And it's so different than the legends that I heard. Because mm-hmm. what I heard was very poltergeist. Like, it was more of a symbolic for the bodies. That's where they moved bodies to when they were developing the subdivision. They would take mm-hmm. the bodies they found and put them on the hill, bury them, rebury them on the hill, things like that. So it's
0: interesting to get the real... Well, it's, it's, it's just because they said, you know, they had to work fast in order to declare it yeah, a historical site.
1: For those of you who are not familiar with Scarborough, post-World War II... Uh, the veterans coming back had a bit of money. They want to settle down and start their own family. So there was the expansion of what we call the Scarborough Bungalow. And just huge subdivisions just popping up everywhere. In that area there, Bellamy, the Ben Jungle, that was one of the main, mm-hmm. main areas. So there was this rush to get the houses built quicker and quicker and not mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, her... Her grandma actually found, now she, they built her house earlier in the 1930s, but they actually found like a mummified body in the backyard and ended up having like an unwrapping party because you know, hey, it was the 30s. 1930s, so that's nothing to
0: do, exactly. But, that's just, ugh. again, yeah. like, I'd be intrigued, but I would be, again, this is just from my, like, he yeah. that like, okay, this is crazy ass shit. I don't want this bad mojo. In your- I am not going to, like, I will call a priest. I will call a shaman. I will call every religious mm-hmm. clergy, like in every denomination to come in and like, okay, you're going to help me to put this, you know, not dispose, but play this mm-hmm. body to rest. Like that to me is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 1930s. Hey everybody, let's go down to gyms. We're going to have some room. And we're going to have a
1: rabbit body. It's more like, oh my gosh, the biological like what kind of bacteria I'll
0: bring the cookies and bread. right okay. there we go it's a little bit of bummy powder on it but oh my gosh but it's the crazy.
1: one thing that's hit me too is that with the guild it's a bit more of like a menacing
0: people Ooh. get more
1: like feel creeped out and menacing vibes from it but from everything you're describing it sounds really kind of almost like peaceful
0: just that's exactly out. like as a, my friend she says she's never felt threatened never mm-hmm. felt you know unease, ease but she just had this sense like just electrical issues like all the time Candles, when she's lighting, mm. her candles will go out and there's no drafts or anything. So yeah. she's, she has issues, but she said just a sense of feeling. Again, a lot of people feel because of electrical issues. People have, if there's electrical issues, people have, if there's a high EMF reading, people will get sick, nauseated because electrical boxes, and if a house is poorly wired, it does emit this almost feeling of dread, yeah. of paranoia. It's because of it is leaking in our bodies as humans, we just react to the electrical leaks as something paranormal when it's actually more scientific than it is paranormal.
1: And you know what that could legit happen with these houses. Even if their electrical stuff was updated, it's still they could be updated okay. in the 80s. You just
0: But how do you explain the apparitions? The music? Yeah, that's weird. The smell. No,
1: the music sometimes I can I can figure out because I know there are a lot of First Nation festivals that happen now like in the community. So I could hear music kind of trickling.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of... But the First Nations people, when you see people, like, it's like apparitions. See, the apparition one, I'm kind of like, okay. That one, I'm a little more... It's not about. like a legit... It's yeah. not like a solid person like you and yeah. I. It's an apparition, like, coming in and out. Like see, see, that
1: one's harder to debunk. hmm And the smell. Like, it's like the...
0: Sm- like, but again, it's not like... It's not the cooking of fish. It's not like... It's like the rotting fish smell. Again, because mm-hmm. we're going back to the feast, right? So I'm yeah. thinking, again, residual, maybe, of them replaying this feast that they performed. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Again, if you guys have any experiences, if you do live around that neighborhood, if you had any experiences yourself, please let us know.
1: Yes. Send us your, either at the guild or at the hill. Let us know the freaky stuff that's happened to you. If you think we're right, if you think we're horribly wrong, (laughs)
0: let us know. Exactly why we're doing this podcast. Again, Mm -hmm. Because is it the history that makes it haunted? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So, thanks again for joining us. Again, you can find us on Facebook at scabria, on e- By email, Skaveria uh, at gmail.com. And...
1: Not that we promote B&E or drinking underage, but if you happen to have any evidence from when you did those things when you were younger, send them our way.
0: We don't judge, so. (laughs) So stay awesome, stay spooky, and we'll catch you next time, Scarab Bye.